What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the High Wrestling Podcast, and, um... Absolutely. I've had a weekend. I had the uh, an interesting weekend. For sure. Uh, I saw Cocaine Bear on Saturday, which um, it is exactly what you expect from a bear on cocaine. I don't know... Like, I don't know if anybody's watched Arrested Development, but it's, like, the dead dove do not eat scene. Like, you don't go into Cocaine Bear expecting anything but a bear on cocaine. Like, it is as chaotic. Like, I didn't... I knew it was gonna be chaotic. I knew it was gonna be a chaotic experience because of bear on cocaine, but, um... I was not prepared for the level of chaos, and it definitely triggered my pet peeve of advertising movies as horror movies just because they're gory or they have horror elements. Because this was definitely not a horror movie. It was more a black comedy, a dark comedy with the side of gore. But one of my fucking horror pet peeves is when people fucking categorize shit generalize it as horror when it's not even a full-on horror movie. Like, do you know how much gore is in action movies but still fall into the action category? Like, suck my left nut. The fuck? You know, as a woman with ovaries and, like, a reproductive system and a vagina, I still love saying suck my dick. Like, there's nothing more powerful than that. There's nothing more powerful than that. Like, my my favorite quote of all time came from the icon himself, the Kid Marrow. Suck my dick from the back. Okay, R.I.P. Jesus and Marrow. That was, like, my serotonin. That was free therapy for I don't know how many years. Like, I could go back and rewatch it, but, like, it was all current events. And I feel like I don't want to revisit anything in those years. Because the majority of those years was um, that one presidency. So we're not, I don't want to, as much as I love Jesus Romero, I can't go back and rewatch just because of how cringe the political system was at the time. But for the nostalgia, absolutely. Um, But Sunday, remember how I said I was going to go watch AEW Revolution in theaters? Yeah, so fuck the Delta Shores in Sacramento, the Regal Cinemas out there, because everyone who lives on the West Coast knows that pay-per-views, regardless AEW, WWE, they start at 4 p.m. Pacific time. My mom and I get to this theater at 4 p.m. Like, we get there, like, 3.30, even. We make it to Sacramento at 3.30. We are early. Right. So we get there at 4, 
and they scan the tickets and they say, oh, this showing is at seven. And I'm like, no. Pay-per-view start at four. And she's like, you can talk to concessions if you want, but you guys got to come back at seven. So we're like, okay, maybe they'll replay it at seven. So my mom and I just, you know, getting drunk over at this tap room. Not drunk, but tipsy because I still have to drive. We get tipsy eat wings over at this tap room. Walk back over at seven to watch the pay-per-view, get our tickets scanned in, go in. Why is it the fucking middle of the John Moxley Hangman Page match? It's like damn near the end of the match when we walk in. And I'm like, oh no, absolutely not. I go back to the dude who checked our tickets and I'm like, dude, this shit already started. Like, what's good? Like, I I know the ticket says seven, but this shit already started. It's in the middle of the pay-per-view. And he's like, oh yeah, we're going to restart it at seven. And I'm like, okay. So we're sitting in there watching a little bit of the match. So literally the only part of Revolution I saw was the end of the John Moxley Hangman Page match and the beginning of the Samoa Joe Wardlow match. And this is why I didn't stay. Because 7 o'clock rolls around and I'm like, dude, they didn't restart it. And they're telling them, yeah, because it's a live event, we can't restart it. And they're, these employees are still telling me it's going to restart at 7. Because that's when the show is supposed to start. But I'm sitting here like, this shit started at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Three hours ago. I missed damn near three hours of this fucking pay-per-view. Because of y'all. And y'all incompetence. Right? So, I'm just like, no. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and settle for this. Because I missed three hours of the pay-per-view. Because of y'all, because y'all told us to come back at 7, because y'all dumbasses scheduled a 4 p.m. pay-per-view for a 7 o'clock showtime. Because what the fuck sense does that make? Like, I'm at the point where I was like, I was better off going to San Francisco and being at the event than what the fuck I had to deal with yesterday, Sunday. So the manager comes, because they they were like, oh, do you want to speak to the manager? I'm like, yeah, because we need a fucking refund for this shit. I obviously didn't curse at him, but I'm just like, we need a fucking refund for this shit, because I didn't miss three hours of this fucking pay-per-view, and you're telling me the shit is scheduled for 7 p.m., but y'all agreed to host and screen this event that starts at 4 p.m. for a 7 p.m. showing. Suck my dick from the back. Both nuts. For real. So the manager comes, and I'm literally looking this man dead in his face, asking him, if the event starts at 4 p.m., why would you schedule it for 7 p.m.? And he's like, because we schedule it for 7 p.m. And I'm just like, it started at 4 p.m. That's the part that everybody's missing. This pay-per-view started at 4 p.m., but y'all dumbasses scheduled it for 7 p.m. Cost me three hours of a pay-per-view. That I was dead-ass better off being physically at. So, it's fuck Delta Shores in Sacramento. And then the other thing that didn't make sense... The mall that is closest to me also has a Dave & Buster's and a movie theater, right? You know how some select screenings of Revolution were at 
certain Dave and Buster's locations. The mall where the Dave and Buster's is at is also home to a Regal Cinemas. So you can show the pay-per-view at the Dave and Buster's at the mall, but you can't show the pay-per-view at the movie theater that's at the mall as well, too. I don't know who the fuck they work with when it comes to, like, these theater showings of their pay-per-view, but they need to cancel that partnership because I did not have this problem when I went to see All Out in theaters, I don't know how many years ago now, like two years ago? No, 2021. Yeah, no, two years ago. I didn't have this problem. Like, the only problem that I had that day was I found out they were showing it in theaters the same day and I bought tickets an hour into the show because I didn't know they did movie theater showing, so it was completely impulsive and last minute. That's on me. But if I'm buying tickets for a pay-per-view, I expect to sit through the whole fucking thing. I'm not gonna show up at 7 p.m. three hours into the event. Like, you got me all the way fucked up. No lube. Like, it was some bullshit. So I'm probably not gonna watch Revolution's replay. Because it's $50. But I will try my hardest to watch that Iron Man match between Danielson and MJF. Because I heard that match went the fuck off. And I'm also mad I fucking missed FTR's return. But... The one reason I wasn't as pissed, well, I mean, I obviously was pissed at how everything went down yesterday, but the silver lining of all of this is that I'm going to the Dynamite after the pay-per-view, so I'm going to be at Wednesday's Dynamite. I'm still going to unpack Revolution, though, since I, like, I saw everything on fucking Twitter. Like, I'm still going to unpack the results, still going to talk about that. Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, prior to that. Um, one thing I was sad that I missed, West Coast Pro had a show on March 4th. Lita was there, and I didn't get tickets in time. But it's just, as much as I want to support West Coast Pro, because, like, it is one of the closest wrestling promotions to me, I just am, I really hate going to San Francisco, unless I, like, absolutely have to, like, I just hate going to the city, like, where I'm at in logistics to San Francisco, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Because, like, driving in San Francisco sucks. You gotta be sure you don't miss the last bus, the last subway. Like, San Francisco is a journey, and it's an adventure. But one of these days... One of these days, I will. It. I just... I don't really care for San Francisco... And going that far. 
but one perk of the dynamite in San Francisco, my boy Titus Alexander was on dark and I literally like lost my shit when I saw that. I was like, damn, cause it, if you listen to the episode after I went to three cheers for sweet Re- revenge, I like heaped so much praise on that kid and I still stand by that shit. Like literally watch this dude. Like I I can I can vouch because if you go back and watch three cheers from sweet for sweet revenge, he was li- literally beating the shit out of Nick Wayne like 2 feet from me. But like Yeah, no, literally watch out for that kid. He is so fucking talented. Like, bro. Bro. I'm literally gonna watch AEW Dark just to watch him. And He fucking fought Juice Robinson. He wrestled Juice fucking Robinson. You know how huge that is? Like, an, and another person you should also watch out for, Brooke Havoc. She's one of my favorites. Like... I, I saw her in person twice and I didn't real I didn't make the connection right because when I was at Dynamite in Fresno she wrestled on that episode of Dark and I didn't realize like it was then she was also at Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge the following month so I didn't put like two and two together until I got to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and I was like oh shit she was at Dynamite in Fresno. And also Sandra Moon. I would watch out for her too because she was at Dynamite in Fresno. Like, she is. Yeah, no. 10 out of 10. Shout out, like. You know, as much as I love AEW and WWE and, like, for nostalgic purposes, have to watch them both. Well, more WWE than AEW. Independent wrestling is really, truly where it's at. Like, I have had more... I've had the most fun at an independent wrestling show than I ever did, like, a WWE event or an AEW event. Like, granted, you can't take away your first time at AEW or WWE. Like, my first experience at AEW, it was awesome. My first experience at WWE, it was awesome. Not gonna take those experiences away, but, like, local independent shows, that's where it's at. There's also another promotion. This promotion, I realized, was the same promotion that did the... We had live wrestling at my job once for one of our events, and this is the same promotion that they got to do the wrestling in our parking lot. So SPW, they wrestle in Elk Grove, and I might check out a show here because it's a, it's a little closer than San Francisco, but I feel like it's still a drive, but it's not San Francisco. Yeah. So there is that. Um... So yeah, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, Revolution. But um, one thing I do want to talk about real quick is Scream 6. I am buying tickets immediately. I'm not going to lie, I read spoilers because 
As someone who grew up watching wrestling, spoilers just no longer phase me. So I already know what happens. I'm going to go into this movie knowing what happens. But for me, what it is about spoilers, it doesn't make sense if I don't see what's happening. Like, if I don't have any context. And that's not saying that I've not seen all the Scream movies, but, like, you can read a spoiler, but how it plays out on screen is completely different. And not only have the spoilers hype me up, but, like, all the reviews that I've been seeing, it's scarier. It's gorier. Like, people were saying, like, Scream 2 tense, and I'm just like, Scream 2 is, like, my favorite Scream movie. If we're up. Like, Scream... The original Scream is gonna be iconic, but Scream 2 has to be, like, my favorite one. Because... Let me just put it into perspective. For those who've seen Scream 2, you already know what route I'm going down. Because a lot of people have already compared Scream 6 to this moment in Scream 2. But for those who haven't seen a Scream movie... I don't know if this is really going to count as a spoiler. For those who haven't seen Scream 2, but... There's a scene in the movie where... Sydney, the main character, and her friend... I, don't, I literally don't remember how this happened, but they end up, like, in a car crash and Ghostface is in the driver's seat. Like, I don't know if they ended up, like, I don't know how, I really don't remember how Ghostface ended up in the car. No, okay, no, they were parked. Oh, no, now it's, okay, it's all coming back to me now, Celine Dion, I'm remembering. I haven't seen Scream... I haven't seen the Scream franchise in I don't know how long, but somehow certain scenes just come back to me as I, like, think about certain points just because of how much I watched these movies as a kid. So I, what I vaguely remember is that Sydney, her friend Hallie, and the two detectives, like, protecting Sydney were in a parked car. Or they were about to drive off or something? No, some, something where they came across Ghostface and I think that one of the detectives tried to run Ghostface over. I don't really remember how Ghostface ended up in the car because, again, it's been a minute since I've seen Scream 2. But. Somehow Ghostface ends up in the driver's seat when they... Cr and they crash the car. Like, the only way out is through the driver's seat window. And there's no way to know if Ghostface is dead or alive. Like, it is one of the most tense scenes, in my personal opinion, horror history, but in scream history. Also... By the way, hold on, hold on. I'm distracted. I got distracted a li little bit. So, I've mentioned this a couple times because I it it I just got the notification for this thing. I just got the notification for this, but um. I've mentioned this a couple times in the past on my podcast, but I have a friend who's a DJ, and she does a DJ set 
every first Monday of every month, and I just have it on in the background, and it is honestly one of the most vibiest few hours. I, I really don't remember how long it is, but it is, like, the vibiest time if you're into, like, soul and funk mu music. It's it's a vibe, so definitely check it out. It's called Mind Quest for Love. Her Instagram is Nematoad, N-E-A-M-A-T-O-D-E. -E. I'll post it on my story. I posted it on my story a couple times, but I'm going to do it right now while I'm thinking about it. You may hear it in the background here. I should... Wait, no. I feel like that's taking away from her. I don't know. Hold on. Let's see. Alright, yeah, so it's on my story now, definitely check it out, definitely follow her, it's the first Monday of every month, it's truly a vibe, like, I have, like, I have to have, like, Shazam going on while I listen to it, because it's just nothing but vibes. But yeah, let's just get into everything, because, no, I was talking about Scream 3, but after, or Scream, I was talking about Scream. Yeah, there's a scene where Sydney and her friend have to escape out of the window of a detective car, and Ghostface is in the front seat, and they don't know if he's dead or alive, so it is, like, very tense. And obviously, when they both escape and get out and go back to the car to see if he's there, he's gone. So, there is that. But, yeah, no. I read spoilers, I read reviews, I'm very excited for Scream 6. I'm just mad because it apparently ends on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. I'm still gonna go pay to watch it, but that's so fucked up. You can't do that. Only thing I will say, I okay, the only reason I went to seek out spoilers for Scream 6 is because I just wanted to see if my theory was right, but it wasn't right. One thing I will say is Cotton Weary is not Ghostface. As much as that theory made sense to me in my heart, it was it did turn out to be it did not turn out to be true. But yeah, no, that's That's all I got for you on the horror front. Um I still need to watch the Outwaters and Skinamarink, but I think a part of me is paranoid to watch Skin and Marink because I live alone. And it's not that I'm scared to watch horror movies alone. It's just there are certain horror movies you that sit with you. And I feel like Skin and Marink is going to sit with me especially because I live alone. Because I watched Hereditary by myself for the first, like, not recently, but the first time I watched Hereditary, I watched it by myself. I would, does it have rewatchability? Yeah. I hate to say that it has rewatchability, but I watched Hereditary by myself, and for those who've seen Hereditary, I don't even want to acknowledge those who haven't seen Hereditary because you're in, you have a wonderful experience to look forward to, I'll tell you that. 
But for those who have seen Hereditary, the sound that fucking Charlie makes, yeah, I watched the movie, it ended. I was in, like, complete silence because I was just trying to process what the fuck I had just watched. And, like, I was just by myself. It was me and the cat. I literally heard the click that Charlie made out of nowhere. Like, I don't think the TV... Like, I don't think the TV was playing anything. Like, it was completely dead silent. But Charlie's click... That was definitely terrifying. But, um, yeah, no, so. I also, when I was at the theater for Cocaine Bear, I saw posters. I saw a poster for, um, Evil Dead Rise, and it just fueled my anticipation. So that, that was fun. But yeah, no, let's get into the wrestling girl. Let's just, let's get into it, because I can go on so many more tangents. You know, I would say expect a vlog when I go to Dynamite on Wednesday, because that is true. But I feel like it's safe to say that every time I go to a wrestling show, expect, expect a vlog, unless they tell me that I can't film. You know? Um, but yeah, no. Expect a vlog when um, I go to Dynamite on Wednesday. I I know I kept saying that I was going to rank the Royal Rumbles, but I feel like enough time has passed to where people don't care about that anymore. So I'm saving that for next year. We're going to do that for next year's Royal Rumble. We're going to rank the Royal Rumbles then. Because I feel like now that we're in WrestleMania season, it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, however, probably need to kickstart those WrestleMania main events now that, um, fuck. Now that we're really in WrestleMania season, I probably need to start watching WrestleMania main events, but those matches won't be, like, terribly long. Damn, I did not realize that. Time is fucking flying. This year is going by so fucking fast. It's crazy. Like, we're already in March. That's crazy. That is crazy. And then, in like, in a couple months, like, in a month after, like, oh, shit, next month. We're already in March. The oh, no, I turned 26 next month. That is so weird to think about. Um... What did I- I said I was gonna do something for my birthday on the podcast, but I don't even know. What did, what did I say I was gonna do that? Wow, okay, I said I was gonna watch pay-per-views from 1997 for my birthday. Yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna ever get back to the NXT TakeOver series, because I come up with all of these ideas before that, and I just don't factor in time as an issue. So, um, at some point, I will get back to the NXT TakeOvers, and I can say that won't be a lie. I, that will, that will happen. But, maybe after, like, WrestleMania, 
we we expect to go back to NXT takeover in terms of subscription episodes in ter- um after WrestleMania cuz I'm going to watch WrestleMania main events this month for subscribers and then for my birthday I'm just going to throw um random episodes out like the the birthday episodes won't be like subscription or anything those will be free it's just me watching old pay-per-views um, but WrestleMania main events for subscribers, most likely. And then we'll go back to NXT TakeOver after WrestleMania dies down and the hype is gone. But I, ha- I have it all written down. Like, it's not, it's not like I'm not doing it. It's just figuring out the right time to do things and when to do them. So, yeah. And I'm maybe after the Dynamite vlog, I'll finally rank WWE themes because I was trying. the The only reason ranking the WWE themes took forever is because I was just trying to rank the Royal Rumble matches. But that might be a next year thing. But I mean, it could it could happen like at some point this year. But I feel like in honor of the Royal Rumble because. I'm pretty much caught up on Royal Rumbles now. It would make the most sense to rank them next Royal Rumble. But we'll see where the year takes us. But definitely after WrestleMania, we'll come back to NXT TakeOver for subscribers. And then we'll rank WWE themes after the Dynamite vlog. Then at some point, I'll rank my favorite horror movies. So... There is that. But if there's anything else you want me to rank to, let me know. Because I also have other ideas written down that I can do after I get through, like, the kind of priority list. But if there's anything you guys ever want to see, just, like, let me know. Because I'm sitting here, not technically sitting on ideas, but sitting on ideas. But let's start with WWE because I want to get into my revolution thoughts at the end. At the end. So, I was right when I said damage control was like the only. Damage control were the only champions that needed to lose their titles before WrestleMania. Like, that's all. That's it. That's all. And I feel like there's definitely, like, one, wouldn't make sense for Gunther to lose his title before WrestleMania, would not make sense for Bianca to lose her title before WrestleMania. Obviously, it didn't make sense for Roman to lose his title before WrestleMania. Maybe Charlotte, but I, Charlotte's too big of a star, like, Maybe the SmackDown Women's title I can see being dropped prior to WrestleMania, but Charlotte is too big of a star for them to where they wouldn't jeopardize that one either. So, like, Damage Control were really the only ones available to lose their belts before WrestleMania, and it's not like they were really doing much. Because there's, in my opinion, as much, I think I've gone on this rant before, but as much as I love seeing Becky and Lita as 
women's tag team champions. I would still love to see more established... There are more established tag teams on the men's roster than the women's roster. I don't know what it is with women ta- women's tag teams in WWE, but it's just... I w- we need more... Even in AEW, too. Not a lot of... It's just random pairings when it comes to women tag teams. Like, it's just... it's More established teams. But it is cool to see Becky and Lita hold the tag belts. I'm not gonna lie. I just wish there was more... Like, Damage Control is really the only fucking tag team on the main roster. That's it. The rest of them are in NXT. Just get rid of the NXT... Just get rid of the women's tag team titles and have everybody go after the women's... The NXT women's tag team titles. Like, forego the main roster ones. But I definitely feel like... With that match, though... They wouldn't have had Trish show up for no fucking reason. So... Especially, like, okay, you're gonna have Damage Control lose the belts to Becky and Lita prior to WrestleMania, and then you're gonna throw Trish into the mix. I smell a three-on-three. The three-on-three that was photoshopped for Elimination Chamber, I feel like that's the WrestleMania three-on-three that we're getting. Because I even read from Monday Night Raw... Lita, Trish, and Becky were going to do a segment prior to the main event. So, obviously, their plan exceeds for a damage control Becky, Trish, Lita 3-on-3. Trish wouldn't have shown up for no fucking reason. Even if she is Lita's best friend, she wouldn't have shown up for no fucking reason. On a random episode of Raw. On the road to WrestleMania. You, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Brock versus Omos is a very weird matchup, but I mean, like, pop off, I guess. Now, what do I have a feeling Liv Morgan is going to be involved at WrestleMania? She should be if she's not, but I feel like there's going to be some, like, What if Liv Morgan had a WrestleMania match? Like, I believe in her. I don't see why not. Like, she's big enough to have a WrestleMania match. I would be surprised if Liv Morgan was not on the WrestleMania card. If not this year, then next year. Let's be real. I would rather see... This is not me saying anything bad about Liv Morgan, because I give her all the praise in the world. But that's exactly why I'm saying this. I would rather see Liv Morgan have a WrestleMania moment over Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I'm sorry. I feel like Brock Lesnar versus Omos is something that could be saved for a random episode of Raw. And the way that I see things in terms of Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, with the ma- with the way that The Miz has his nose all up in Seth's business, I definitely feel like it should just be a triple threat. Seth, Miz, Logan Paul. 
Because Miz can't be doing all this talking for him not to be involved in the match in some way. Like, make it a triple threat. That will at least make me enjoy seeing Logan Paul a little more than I already don't want to see him at WrestleMania. And when are they giving Street Profits a title shot for the tag belts? I hope it's right after WrestleMania when Kevin and Sammy... I know I keep repeating myself, but I hope it's right after WrestleMania when Kevin and Sammy win those belts off the Usos, because you know it's coming. Everybody's going to expect Jay to betray Jimmy and the Bloodline, but I definitely feel like at the last minute, he's going to betray Sammy. And I feel like that Jay betraying Sammy is going is to be what leads to Kevin coming to his defense. Probably. Most likely. And going for the tag titles at WrestleMania. I mean, I have been right about a couple things in the past. And if that's just not how they set it up, then, you know, shoot me in the foot. Not literally, though. I like walking and using both my feet. Also, when are they going to put a title on Chad Gable or have him win like a Money in the Bank or something? Because he's really good to not have held a singles title. Or has he held one? Am I just stupid and talking out of my ass? I'm on his Wikipedia page. I can't remember. He had, like, long hair. Huh. So, he's never won a singles title. Give the man a singles title, because I feel like he he's good. He's a working champion. He's a fighting champion, I believe. Like, at least a intercontinent, intercontinental or United States title run. Like, Chad Gable versus Austin Theory for the United States title would not be a bad idea. And I don't know why everybody shits on Carmella when she's actually a really decent wrestler. Like, she's really fucking good, but everybody, like, just shits on her because of, like, her character and how she, like, how she portrays herself, but... She is definitely talented in the ring. I don't know why people give her so much shit. I mean, Corey Graves doesn't make it better on commentary, but, like, I don't understand why he wouldn't praise his wife every time she's on screen. Also, I'm still going to... Now, we are on week three of my beef with Cody Rhodes and his goddamn theme song, and it's too damn long. Like, we can shorten his theme song when he needs to come out and talk to people, and, you know, I, Roman is not exempt from this either, because I... He was doing all that shit just to fucking talk. Like, oh my god, you don't need the full... Well, mm-mm. Makes sense for Roman, because he's the champion. But Cody Rhodes, like, you just... No. 
But I feel like it doesn't make sense because they both have really long entrances. I forget what I was gonna look up. Because I got distracted by the fucking entrances. But, um... I, I definitely feel like they can um, run back the the entrance when he's coming out to talk to people. Like he he could just walk out from the back saying, "So what do you want to talk about?" We don't have to do like the whole wrestling has more than one royal family. Do the whole pyro. I feel like that's just a waste of. It's just a waste. Like so, like save it for the matches. Like we we can we can do this without him doing all that. You know. Hear me out. Just just hear me out once. I don't know. I can't get behind Dominic Mysterio. I wish I could, but it's just like... I'm trying. I'm trying. But... He's not going to do anything for me until they eventually set up Ray versus Dominic at WrestleMania, because that's probably what this is all leading to. Because you can't lead me to believe that Ray really just doesn't want to beat the shit out of Dominic right now. Like, they're definitely setting up for some sort of WrestleMania match. That's probably why they've been waiting this long. I wonder what they're going to do for Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, because that's an interesting pairing. Not upset about, but it's... It's interesting. Not bad interesting, but, like, I'm intrigued interesting. Uncle Howdy is definitely Bo Dallas, though. I mean, it's been obvious since the start, but when we all heard Uncle Howdy laugh on Friday, you're going to tell me that's not Bo Dallas? Come on now. Come on. Then... I really wonder how, like, they are going to wrap up this Bloodline storyline at WrestleMania. Like, when they all lose the titles, what does that mean? Because you know that they're going to go... You know that the Usos and Roman are all going to be on vacation after WrestleMania. Unless they choose to work. I mean, props to them. But, like, I feel like after WrestleMania, we aren't going to see Roman and the Usos for some time. Simply because of how much they've been pe- featured for like the past two years now. So they are definitely more than well deserving of a vacation. But how? I wonder how they're going to wrap it all up. It's so interesting to me. I'm very interested. Very intrigued.
But in terms of my WrestleMania predictions thus far, obviously going Cody Rhodes because, like, the bloodline has to end somehow. Damn. The bloodline has to end somehow. And I don't think I was just talking about Roman. Like, how... Which bloodline is going to carry on after this year's WrestleMania is really what I'm trying to say. That's crazy to think about. Rhea Ripley, of course. Asuka. Lesnar. And Gunther, whoever he ends up facing. I mean, it might change based off of Gunther's opponent, but I'm saying Gunther right now. Definitely Gunther. Now, the Dynamite and Rampage leading up to Revolution was entertaining, very interesting. I definitely felt like everything was solidified. Like, it was just such an interesting build-up to the point where it didn't feel like build-up. But there was... I don't know what it is. Like, when it leads up to the pay-per-view, it is so mediocre. But when it comes to the actual pay-per-view, they fucking deliver. I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't know what the fuck they did. I don't know what the fuck they put in that shit. But, I mean, go off. Go the fuck off. Um, wow. I got a majority of the pay-per-view predicted. Not all of it, but most of it. Like, I guess Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers... Jack Perry, Ricky Starks, House of Black, J.B. Hayter, Wardlow, and that's about it. Now, one thing I will say is that, like, Call me fickle as fuck, call me fickle friend, whatever the fuck you want to call me, but, um, I definitely feel like MJF is starting to overdo it, and I'm kind of, like, burnt out of MJF. Like, talented dude impressive wrestler like I'm gonna sit up here and agree that like nobody is doing what MJF is doing currently and that's like we have never seen a wrestler like MJF before and that's a given like you can't deny his contribution to AEW but There is a thing as taking it too far, and I feel like when he threw that drink in the kid's face, it definitely took it too far for me, personally. Because it's just like, especially if it wasn't, like, planned, and it was just out of the blue, unprovoked, that kind of... And I get, like... There's definitely a difference between being an asshole and, like, having that- being an asshole as your gimmick, but I feel like that was just him straight up being an asshole, cause... 
don't know. It's just. It just didn't sit right with me. It's not sitting right with me. Definitely not sitting right with me. So, I don't know. I've kind of like burnt out on MJF after that one. But I'm not going to deny that he... I'm not going to say that he's... I'm not going to defend the man and his actions, but... That definitely did draw a line with me, personally. Throwing a drink in a random kid's face who didn't even know what to expect. Because it's like... For me, personally, it's... Imagine you're that kid. I don't know how many wrestling events that kid has been to. But it very well could have been his first wrestling show, his first AEW show. You don't know what the fuck experience that kid is having. And you, as a wrestler, as a grown-ass man, as the face of the company, the champion, think that you can get some cheap heat by doing some unprovoked, impulsive shit? Like, yeah, it works when it's scripted, but, like, there is a level of taking it too far, because... You probably... Like, MJ probably ruined that kid's experience. Like, before, before Tony Khan, like, got the situation under control, like, you don't know what experience that kid was having. Like, it could have been his first experience, could have been his first, first experience at AEW. Like, this that probably could have been the only thing that cheered him up that week, and you want to... Be an asshole and throw fucking alcohol in some random kid's face. Like, I, as much as I love wrestling, I really can't get behind that. Like, I definitely feel like that was completely unnecessary and uncalled for. I can't justify that. I wasn't even there. I can't justify that. So. There is that. And I definitely feel like that, I hate to say it, but I feel like that one moment is definitely going to make me not want to watch the 60-minute Iron Man match, but I really want to watch it because everybody said it popped the fuck off. And, you know, I wish I had a better experience watching Revolution, but I'm going to Dynamite on Wednesday, and I'm hoping that that experience will rectify the experience I had trying to see it in theaters. Because right now, all I know is Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow for the TNT title. And I feel like not only is that going to be awesome, but... Not only is that going to be awesome, but I feel like that's going to... Yeah. That's the only match I know about, so... What... Definitely could have gone without Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill. But, I don't know. I don't see Orange Cassidy dropping the All-Atlantic Championship anytime soon, either. So. 
I don't know who he would even who he would even lose the belt to. Cause he's really the perfect person to be holding that belt right now. That's crazy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have no problem with Chris Jericho. Aside from the fact I hear he's like a huge Republican and I'm just like, can you be Republican as a Canadian? But, um, as a wrestler in terms of like his wrestling, just the way that he is still putting all of these younger talent over at his age and the fact that he can still go, it's crazy. Never thought I would see Chris Jericho in person. Thought I'd have to go to WWE for that, but we obviously... I will say, though, I don't care what everybody else thought. I thought Hook versus Matt Hardy was fire, because that was just a crazy matchup, just, like, in general. Like, that was fucking... Who thought to make Hook and Matt Hardy fight? Besides Tony Khan, like, you know, Tony Khan really is, like, booker and promoter of the year. I know we all joke about it, but he really is, because Hook and Matt Hardy? Like, as much... I don't know, it was just a dream matchup, personally, because Hook is my current favorite, and then, like... Growing up watching Matt Hardy, and then imagine how he feels like getting to wrestle Matt Hardy at his age. He could still get claimed on his parents' health insurance, and he's wrestling Matt Hardy. That's crazy. Tony Storm and Riho was alright, I just, I can't get behind whatever storyline they're trying to tell, and then, like, Ruby Soho joining joining forces doesn't make it any better, I'm sorry, like, I can't get behind whatever storyline that they're trying, whatever story they're trying to tell, it's not, it's not writing, it's not, we're not doing it, it's not happening. You know, as much as, as burnt out as I am on MJF, it's never not gonna be crazy that he made Brian Danielson, of all people, tap out. Like, say what you will about him. I will say what I will about him. I'm not really an MJF fan at the moment, but he made Brian Danielson tap out. Who else can say that? I mean, there's probably other people that can say that, but, like, from his perspective, he really made Brian Danielson tap. That's crazy. Hangman Adam Page made John Moxley tap. It's also crazy to me.
Wardlow made Simo with Joe Tap. That's also fucking crazy. I don't think I've ever seen Samoa Joe tap out for as long as I've been watching Samoa Joe wrestle. That is... Maybe I just haven't fully delved into the Ring of Honor stuff. But I don't think when he was in WWE, he ever, like, tapped out. It may not have been the first time he tapped out, but it was the first time I personally have ever seen Samoa Joe tap out. So I thought that was crazy. I saw the screenshot. It sucks when you watch everything in screenshots and GIFs and clips. Like, I was legit better off being physically there or, like, watching it from my couch at home. But as upset as I am with the movie theater for, like, just ruining that experience for me, I'm still going to the Dynamite after, and I feel like that's going to be crazier and spicier because it's literally the fallout from everything that happened at Revolution. Like, let's pull up the card. Like, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho. What does that mean for Chris Jer- uh, not Chris Jer- What does that mean for Ricky Starks now? Like, He's definitely I would definitely make not make him, but I definitely see Ricky Starks as a top guy. Like you beat Chris Jericho of all people. Like what is next for Ricky Starks? What where is his next direction? That's what I personally want to know. I don't think MJF was losing the title anytime soon, so that's out. But I wonder, like, all, I feel like all of my questions are going to be answered on Wednesday. But this time they're going to be answered in person, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle that. So I would like to apologize in advance for what the fuck you see on the blog. So, um, there's that. I don't know what the fuck to expect. I'm actually nervous because I don't know anything going into this. Like, it's different than Fresno because Fresno was more, I didn't know what to expect because I had never been to AEW before. But now that I've been to AEW before, I don't really know what to expect in terms of, like, the aftermath of shit. So I might be acting a goddamn fool. I may be acting a goddamn fool. Because they barely announce matches. Like, I only really know Wardlow and Hobbs for the TNT title. Now, damn. Never mind. Well, no, no, no. Jack Perry can still be waiting for the TNT title. Maybe the AEW. I I would like to see him have a championship match, whether he wins or loses. But I definitely see him holding the TNT title at least once. Maybe the all it. Ooh. We're, We're cooking. We're cooking up here in the cerebral. We're cooking. 
Like, Jack Perry versus Wardlow for the TNT title would be cool, but Jack Perry for versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic title would be cooler. We cooking. We cooking up in the Cerebrals. I'll tell you, I would have been pissed as fuck if the House of Black did not beat the Elite, because I'm still... I'm still angry that those motherfuckers came back from suspension and really thought we wanted to see the same match seven times. I get that you started the company, but that's a little bit much, Kenneth, Matthew, Nicholas. That's a little much. Kenneth, Kenny Omega isn't even your real fucking name, my dude. What... Now I'm going to be pissed. I'm not even going to look up his real name. I'm, no, I'm going to be pissed. I'm actually... Okay, if... If Hangman Page me beating John Moxley means John Moxley is going on vacation, that means that's two shows in a row where I don't see John Moxley, and I will be so upset. Who's going to challenge Jamie Hayter for the belt now? Because as much as I would love to see, like, Britt Baker do another heel turn on Jamie Hayter. Like, does that, does, does that mean Chris Statler just coming back on Wednesday? If that's what that means. If Chris Statlander makes a return at my show, I'm going to lose my shit. I give up. Wow, no, I just, I took it a step further. Mercedes showed up to challenge Jamie for the AEW title. I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with myself. Man, I'm just, okay. I had to take a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Well, we already know what's next for Wardlow, but Samoa Joe is also the Ring of Honor TV champion. So what does this mean for Samoa Joe as well, too? If anybody's paying for my Honor Club subscription, or if anybody has an Honor Club subscription they'd be willing to let me use, let me know. But, yeah. Well, we already know the guns and, oh my god, FTR is possibly going to be at my show. So that changes everything for me. Like, not to sound narcissistic, but I had a fit planned. But now that FTR is back, that changes up the plans for the fit. Because I have the Moxley shirt where he's pinning CM Punk and flipping off the camera where the, and they blurred out the middle finger, but FTR is back now. So I kind of gotta... Kind of gotta. 
then MJF beating Brian Danielson, like, I, who's gonna be MJF's next challenger? I feel like all of these questions that I have are going to be answered on Wednesday, so I can just shut the fuck up and wait till Wednesday. But, like, I was talking to my coworker about this, but we have both never been to, like, an after-pay-per-view show. Like, I've definitely been to a random SmackDown. Been to a pay-per-view. A WWE one. But out of all the wrestling shows, I've never been to, like, a post-pay-per-view show. So who knows what junk and mess I'm about to get myself into on Wednesday, but, um... Let's hope for the best. Anyways, that's all I've got for you guys. I'll see you guys again next week. And in the Dynamite vlog, which will be up shortly after. Because I realize it doesn't take me that long to edit videos together. I just assume that it's a more strenuous process than it is when it's not. So... Yeah, those are the next few times I'll, you'll see me, but to keep up with me otherwise, follow the social medias. They're all linked where you need to find them, and I'll catch you on the flip side.